Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to Big Gay Energy. I'm Bree. I'm Theora. And I'm Caitlin. Come along with us while we dive into the fun and nuances of queer media. Representation matters, and we're here to talk about it. Cheers, queers! What's on the Big Gay agenda today, Theora? Well, today... We are finally, finally, finally going to talk about red, white, and royal blue. Woo! Yay. Yeah. So because of the strike, we couldn't, uh, we didn't want to do this sooner slash when the movie came out because scabbing is not cool. So we've waited to do it now. And we're going to talk about the movie and the book together because there's some fun differences and similarities and stuff and we figured we just do it all in one episode so if you have or have not seen or read the book like we're going to talk about both of them so just a warning you're planning on watching reading one and, and don't want to be a lot spoiled more in the book so make sure you've read the book if you want to read that book yeah exactly so and you, and you mind spoilers if you don't mind spoilers that's fine welcome yeah because we're going to talk about all of it so what is red, white, and royal blue? If you're not familiar, uh, it is. It first started as a novel, novel written by Casey McQuiston, and it was recently adapted into a film on Amazon in 2020. Released in 2023. Overall, what it's about, it's this like. I'm going by mostly the book <laughs> when I'm describing this, so it's like a rivals to lovers rom com. Starring Alex Claremont Diaz, who is the current son of the President of the United States of America, and Prince Henry of England. Not the crown prince, but like the second prince. These two um, were basically public figures since they were children, and the rivalry started a little differently depending on if you watch the movie or read the book. So it starts when Alex was in the book, when Alex was 13 due to a royal snub at the Rio Olympics. <laughs> if you watch the movie, um, it started at the 2021 Melbourne Climate Summit. Uh, in, in, in the movie, it's a few years before the movie starts. But since, regardless of how it starts, since that time, the two have been fostering this rivalry until fate intervenes. And the two reunite at the royal wedding of Prince Philip, who's Henry's older brother and like the crown prince and a $75,000 cake incident ensues <laughs> and is caught on camera because that's the this. basis of everything though <laughs> right? yeah fuck you social media it's so, really the the catalyst it's like archduke ferdinand's assassination or the cake incident yeah so it's a little less uh murdery but politically pretty damning so because of this the two are forced into this pr scheme where they have to behave as best bros and through this ruse the two get to know each other better oh so much better yeah. amazing um a uh, very much better intimately if you will intimate intimately indeed so before we just straight up spoil scenes i thought <laughs> we'd start with just like who who is your favorite character or like We'll start with favorite character. Did you have a favorite character in the movie or book? Doesn't matter. Um, I guess I'll, 
Caitlin, go since I saw your mouth open. No, you can go. No, I was just going to say Henry, period. I just, yeah. I have a oh, thing. <laughs> I may have an obsession with um, like English history and different time periods in English history. You know, so I, Henry's going to be my obvious favorite. Plus, he's just sarcastic and adorable. I mean, they're both great, but I'm Alex over Henry. I knew I will, obviously. But neither one is my favorite. <laughs> Who's your favorite? Zara and Amy. Okay. Okay. That tracks just, for Caitlin. <laughs> they're, I just really like their line. Their, their humor is freaking hilarious. And I just, there's one point uh, where. I think Alex tells Zara, like, I could kiss you right now. And she's like, touch me and die. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one, that was all. Yeah. What about you, Thee? I, I agree with Henry. Henry is my favorite. I, Alex, um, so I do like his character. Um, I especially like him in the book because you get, both of them in the book, really, because you mm -hmm. get more in-depth about, like, why they are the way they are. And the book is written in Alex's point of view. So you're very much in Alex's head. And like the first time I read it, I was like, wow, Alex is really like full of himself. And I don't know if I'm digging this. But like to contrast him with Henry, who's very repressed. I like the repressed character. Usually yeah. that's, that's who I enjoy. That is um, our jam. <laughs> my jam. And to prep for this episode... I want to do a little show and tell with the collector's edition of the book because uh -huh. I heard there's extra chapters in it from Henry's point of view. And there are, um, but I just kind of want to, for those watching at home, if there's a collector's edition and this thing is beautiful. So if you're a big fan of this and you weren't aware, I highly recommend going to get this. It's really cool. So if you take like the cover off, just it's blue, it's a hard cover and it says history, huh? And on the back, that we could make some. Like, it's so cute. And so I love that. And this came out before the movie. On the inside cover, backside cover, there's illustrations of them. The That's turkey. Adorable. The turkey. It's so, I wasn't expecting this to be so freaking cute, but like the ones on the back, too. Aww. Like, I know. I like that one. Yeah. I love that the history hunt is on it. Because it was such a big part of the book. I, you don't see it so in the movie, feel, right? I love it so much. This I'm very happy that Thea is like the mistress it. of finding what's on the under the book's um dust covers. Because <laughs> she takes those off to read them. Well, I took it off and yeah. then I was like, what? Like I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, because I don't like to ruin the dust covers. But you get an extra like I think fifth. 50-ish chapters and it basically spans like five 50 years chapters oh no no 50 chap pages sorry okay 50 pages <laughs> i sorry. was like that's a book thing there are chapters there's only 50 chapters in the book <laughs> 50 pages i'm sorry didn't mean to get everybody excited about that and it basically spans like five years after the, the book ends and it goes through like their life and like spoiler they end up getting engaged and like married of course and they stuff. do and it just goes, Henry's just having all these, like, memories, and it's, getting his point of view is really cute. He's just, he's, a, I love him. I thought it was his point of view, like, during the book. So that's interesting, that it's, like, a continuation of it. Yeah, but she switches to Henry, which is very cute, because you don't really, so it's, like, them in New York, and, like. Oh, did I say Alex? I'm. No, you said Henry. You I just, okay, cool. I have a habit of mixing people's names up. And, and. There's a queer spoiler at that section, and I'll spoil you guys when we like get to it. Okay. Fun. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Uh, you didn't like really. David's not your favorite, Caitlin. We David's didn't get also enough favorite. of David. <laughs> huh? We didn't get enough of David for me to like have him be my favorite. Like that's now if David had his own scene and subplot, like, but. We saw more Zara and Amy, but I wish we also saw more Beatrice in the movie. Uh, yeah, I agree. In because the movie, Beatrice is 
so much more in the book and it's just the relationships i have this in another section it's really hard not to like skip sections i know anyway that's all right but yeah i agree i i, I understand why the movie had to like cut things and condense which is why I'm glad we have the book because it just it fleshes out a lot of other things where it's like oh man I wish we had that but for time wise I get why we don't yeah there's a reason why all the yeah. other plots were cut out uh that I'll talk yeah about a lot of them were super cut out so speaking of book versus movie let's jump first to Alex and Henry because like they are the center of both things and very much the center of the movie for obvious reasons um, so what did you think of their rivalry, quote unquote, specifically between like the book and the movie? I have thoughts about this. Um, wait, hold on. I'm just uh, OK, because we, we skipped our favorite moments. But oh, right. oh, OK. <laughs> I guess what's your favorite? I, I thought that was later, but that's OK. OK, what was your sorry? Go back. What was your favorite moment of the book slash movie? Well, I mean, you brought up the dog. So it was when um alex doesn't like the name of henry's dog and then it ends up with him looking at photos of amy's dog and it's just the whole scene and the way she's like hey i mind i forget what her dog's name is but but she's like uh oh, alex says like but he's really cute and um she says, yeah, he is. You want to see a picture? And then <laughs> yeah, start looking at pictures. That was a cute moment in the movie. It didn't exist in the book. I did like that moment a lot. Yes, I was very upset that that was not in the book. So I'm really glad they added it. Because I the Amy took over Cash. Yeah, so, okay, so Cash is in the book Alex's main bodyguard. And he's like a big, huge, like, Texas guy. And then Amy's there too as another bodyguard slash secret service worker, but it, they just got rid of cash and just, I think that's supposed to be Amy. It is Amy. The, in the movie, but they've erased all of Amy's character in the movie, but I'll rant about that in another section because that's what I They didn't favorites. actually. They didn't? Mm-mm. It's but not really mentioned or anything. It's not. It's not explicit at all. Right. So I didn't like that. <laughs> no, but it's uh, Amy is played by a trans actor and they are very they're a big advocate and do a lot of work for the community so that was my input for that there's another thank you um (laughs) there is also when i know you were like this is in the book not the movie uh when i know alex is full of himself but he doesn't want to hear the the tabloids he wants uh his sister to read him fan fiction <laughs> about himself, about himself. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. I, and i love that and it just makes me wonder how many people read fan fiction about characters they play i feel like you have to be curious yeah i mean i think some i think a lot of people kind of go dabble into it a little and then they're like okay i'm good now and you get to that one and they're like "Mm, okay we're just gonna put that away (laughs) yeah exactly but anytime fan fiction shows up in a story a book or a movie or whatever i'm i'm there for it so yeah all right now to alex and henry unless you guys have a favorite moment you want to talk about i do but they're like i wrote them out in later sections i have favorite scenes yeah i'm waiting for the turkeys don't worry yeah, <laughs> but I do. Lo- I do really love in the movie. I agree with you. The the Amy Alex moment on the plane about looking at pictures of dogs. That was one of my favorite moments. That that was really cute, and it wasn't in the book, which made it more special. Um, honestly, my favorite mo- one of my favorite moments in the book is probably the karaoke scene. I prefer that scene in the book than the the movie because there's a lot more going on with the other characters and like Henry's in like that robe and. Yeah, I just, I like that scene. It was much more of like an open and free Henry because of the context versus like the the movie did it really quickly and it, it like meant the same thing, but it like, it didn't have as much depth of like Henry really being like unabashedly himself in that moment. Yeah, all the montages you see in the movie are like basically separate scenes in the book. Yeah, totally. But... 
Alex and Henry. I feel like their rivalry is fairly similar in both things because I mean it's based on them. But I feel like Alex seems more open to being by in the movie than in the book because it takes him a lot longer to like kind of accept himself and he was like trying to convince himself he wasn't straight for a while because in the book it says straight people he thinks probably don't spend this much time convincing themselves they're straight i love that line <laughs> it's such a good one um, um yeah go ahead Bray. i was just gonna say that i really enjoy that they kept the same i guess I, i'll i'd call it flavor of their rivalry and how I think you can tell that they read the book that that I, I really think the actors read the book so honestly <laughs> it shows so that was pretty much yeah um I just there were the moments that they they did have in both were really done well and I think that we're just kind of people that really like all of the background info. So there will be times when we're like, well, it's a shame that we don't get to see that. So, but I, I did think they kept the flavor of the rivalry. Yeah, I think that's fair. And the, the you know, again, there's a 90 minute movie. They like had to condense a lot. So like the pacing in the movie was good, which is not always the case in movies. 120 minutes. <clears throat> It's cl that's close to 90 minutes. Okay. 10 minutes off. I <laughs> estimating. Um, I said 120, not 100. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean? Um, versus a book, like a not 400 plus page novel. Right, like, yeah. you know, you're going to have to cut things, like, obviously. So I think the pacing was really good, which isn't always the case. What I didn't really love is that, like, the. I don't like how they changed the rivalry like when it started because in, in the movie because they, they made it like almost a couple years before the movie starts. So mm -hmm. it's like they haven't been rivals for that long, which mm -hmm. doesn't like add to the tension of the rivalries to lovers trope because in the movie in the book that started when like Alex was 13 years old. So it's like been a decade that they've like been in this situation where there's like tension and like alex like kept a picture of like like from a magazine of henry and he's like i don't understand why but i can't stop looking at this picture and it just it added to the whole tension part because it's been going on for so long i guess um, i in my brain i uh, when watching the movie because i i assumed that that was the case for some reason like in my brain, my brain went, oh, okay, so they've known of each other for even longer than this. And I don't know why in my brain I just thought that. Yeah, Maybe no, they say it. They say 2021 in the movie. Everything, I forgot started. that. I think I erased that part in my brain. Yeah. It so, makes more sense that if he was 13, because it makes sense that he would hold a grudge over one meeting. Yeah, no, right. exactly. That, and that's who Alex is. So, like, yeah, I think that like parts of, Alex's personality kind of got erased when they made that little change and it just it, mm. it lessens the rivalry part for me and like the tension part it would have been easy to just say that though I know. to just have that be a little <laughs> bit of background it would be interesting like I want to know why they decided to change just that part yeah I understand why they're like climate conference versus like right. Olympics because politics but mm -hmm. I don't know why they had to be like a, two years before a year before this movie started so, yeah. i'm with thee on this one again <laughs> yeah so just for me i prefer the long tension building so i didn't like that change but unless the timeline of the parents in the politics has changed as well well here's the deal like his mom would have been president at that time in 2021 because she's up for re-election and it's 2023 mm -hmm. so like in order to be president you have to be in politics for like a very long time before you're president typically unless you're taylor a swift. tv star <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or taylor swift and you're running for president but like alex's mom because like he mentions too in the movie she's like you were the first 
female senator and like all this so like she's been in politics for a long time so easily it could have been like i was with my mom at this conference and i was 13 right easily could have still kept that so i just because she would have had to been super high profile within her party to even be considered for a presidential run exactly uh but sorry scene Okay, Caitlin, what were you saying before I had technical difficulties? <laughs> well, I was going to talk about how in the movie, when Henry and Alex first see each other again, Henry does snub him because Alex was yeah. trying to be nice and be he like, does. hey, how's it going or something like that. And Henry just walks away from him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to like Henry over Alex right now. I understand why you guys like him. I like him. It's not like I don't like him. It's just that Alex tried harder. He did. And he then did. drank too much. But yes. <laughs> it all went downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely more overt in the movie. In yeah. the wedding scene. But yeah. Uh, one thing I will add. So when talking just about their their entire arc like the rivalry to lovers thing one thing i liked a lot better in the mo- in the book too was be- be- like you mentioned the quote where alex was like trying to process all of this um there's more processing that happens in the book versus in the movie in the movie he tells nora and he's just like i've already hooked up with a guy before so it was like he was kind of already there mm-hmm. and it wasn't mm-hmm. which i i kind of like the change because then it's not about alex coming out yeah. Um, which is totally but he fine. still did yeah I guess like he came out but it's not about him am I queer am I not queer it wasn't right. about that part it was just about I got publicly outed because of this relationship it was kind of that's what it was which I, I'm down for that angle like we have t- tons of coming out stories like I'm totally fine the thing that I liked about his process and journey in the book is then we get the wait that stuff I was doing with my friend <laughs> younger oh yeah gay? the liam <laughs> Travis? the liam character oh my gosh i'm like wait a minute how do you not know that if you do something <laughs> which i just love the like oblivious nature of that from alex's point of view he's like that stuff we were doing was that gay? i don't care if you're practicing it's still gay shit listen you say that but i literally my best friend when I was, you know, younger, it was like, it's okay. That doesn't make us gay. And I'm like, you're both gay okay, now, cool. though, right? Huh? You're both gay right now, aren't you? Well, she's bisexual. Okay. Oh, queer. Yeah. Queer. But yeah, so I like I like the whole stuff with Travis. And I liked Travis's character. When Alex called him, he's like, what the fuck are you calling? <laughs> like that character. And the fact that Alex was like looking back through his life and he's like, wait, I've been doing queer stuff this whole time. <laughs> I've been pretty uh, gay. I didn't even know it. Gay. That was me. I mean, like, yeah, I was like, I literally said that to myself, so, that doesn't make me gay. The guy was so, like, not very nice when he called. I mean, to be fair, it's really weird to get a call from the president's son out of the blue. Yeah. Who probably, yeah. you knew that it was gay shit, and he didn't, and he was probably playing You're like, excuse and- me? You didn't? Right. Well, Whatever. it's like, it's like it seemed like they parted ways like way back when and like yeah. travis went on his gay journey and i was, was just lame. like i'm not gonna think about this and like so yeah there's some tension there unresolved tension so it's not weird for travis to be like oh what the fuck are you calling me like i, I get that why his name is travis who is liam oh liam sorry sorry okay sorry. <laughs> i just wanted to make sure liam. i'm like am i remembering this there's a lot of characters in the book. no there's a lot of names and just like travis texas like it's just in my brain so liam sorry liam that's why i kept messing over during heartstopper i kept calling isaac in the beginning liam because i was reading this book Got and it. i kept just mixing up the names so i apologize liam not travis there was no also just has trouble with names in general yeah so. i'm bad with I mean, names word. i also I also didn't read the book, read it. So like I things commit to my memory better when I see it. Okay. And yeah. Or you write listen it. to a lot. I can't. I was audio booking this until I found the collection. My brain edition. will just go, whoo, what's what is that little dot on the wall? And then I will miss half a chapter. So I listen to them while I commute. So like Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I, I would understand that that commute. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that's why I screw up names a lot. Just I if I don't see it, it's harder to stick in my brain. So Sorry, Liam. 
that's why I put the subtitles on TV now because I can remember yeah. people's names better now. Oh my god, I need to do that with Wheel of Time because I keep missing stuff and I'm like, what it's were those so words? Helpful. <laughs> Except words. for one thing in a future episode, I'll tell you, like, it gave away like a fairly yeah. big pop line for the episode. I'm like, well, <laughs> damn it. Subtitles. Subtitles. And then it switched back so you did, in case you didn't miss it, you missed, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, also, anyway. I put emails here. Because I wasn't really sure where to put it. And apparently I thought that was like their rivalry. Because well, afterwards. This is rivalry to lovers. The whole arc. So Okay. Yeah, you're fine. Alright. So the emails. I One thing I really enjoyed about reading all the emails in the book. Was that they always signed it differently. Mm-hmm. And the amount of things that Alex came up with. Uh, to do the acronym HRH. I didn't write them down, but like they're they're all hilarious, and it's never once his royal highness. But no. <laughs> one of them, one of Henry's emails is for first son of making me spill my tea in said early morning meeting, and it's just it was always great. And then they also include lines from other public figures' letters, which I, I find that. really ironic considering their private letters. And now theirs are out. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, like the Hamilton one. But I did like that in the book, too. Because it just, it, it, again, it adds to the depth of, like, queer historical people have existed since forever. And also, like, it shows how much, like, the two of them really do care about history and things like that. Which I like that aspect of their characters. But I, that's funny. The irony of, like, these are private letters and you're reading them. And they're about to go public again, so... But I knew they were screwed when they're, like, emailing each other the shit. I'm like, guys, you never write this stuff down. Like, yeah. Come now. Okay, the things that they wrote down in those letters. Uh, Yes, the things they wrote down in the letters. Oh, dear Lord. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, if I was them, I probably wouldn't think about it either. But, like, you're sharing stuff that's in covered under an NDA with each other. Who he definitely doesn't have clearance to know about this shit. Yeah. And now the whole world, like the things that the world knows about in those letters. Oh, they know. They know many things. Why did Henry spill the tea, guys? They all know. <laughs> like they talk on the phone too. Why did they just talk? Because you <laughs> always want to be talking to each other. It doesn't matter if it, like you can't talk on the phone all the time. So I meant the secretive stuff. That, There's well, no paper trail. That would be smart, but they were having hormones, and that, that makes you not smart. They were having horny thoughts, Kayla, and that doesn't lead to good brain activity. I mean, it's because... easy for us to say after the fact, right? Yeah. So. Or, or not being in their position. Yeah. Yeah. Put us in their position, see what happens. All right. So, one thing I want to talk about that's, I guess, book versus movie is the White House trio stuff. So the White House trio does not exist in the movie. So the characters in uh, who compose the White House trio are Alex, obviously, uh, Nora, and then June Claremont Diaz, who's Alex's sister, who was cut out completely from the movie. So I just wanted to, what were your thoughts on like the existence and non-existence of the White House trio? Okay, so my the first thing I ever wrote for this section is like I that I get that time is limited. But I really wish that there was a subplot for the other characters because it it erased so much in the book. And I get that the book is big. But then I read something that the director said that he always wanted to be just Alex and Henry. So anything that wasn't centered around them was going to get cut. Yeah. Um, Because basically he was a huge... Matthew Lopez was the director and is the director. And he's a huge fan of the books. And this is basically his fan art for the book so he's like alex and henry all the way however i still would like the other characters i want a whole ass other movie for the other characters i do too and i'm like even if there was a sequel you still couldn't do all the things that like when happened when they were outed because of all those secrets and it's just there's so much that happened that they couldn't even do but i would like to see a spinoff for Beatrice and uh, Nora. Anyway, 
Um, I think that it's okay that they combined June and Nora, but kind of. Yeah, they yeah. needed they needed to change Nora more. I they agree. needed to make her closer to Alex. I and agree. Be a sister figure. Because yeah. one of the things that was so meaningful is that in the book that Alex and Henry both had an older sister that they wanted to protect themselves. And so they bonded over that connection as well. And they just don't have it. Yep. So I there's agree. less that connects them. Yeah. The the Nora Alex thing didn't read. I feel the way it was supposed to. It didn't seem like a strong bond for all the reasons you just said. And it was it, like Nora and in the movie, the way they explain why Nora's there is they're like, she's the daughter of the vice president. Mm-hmm. So like, that's the same kind of thing of being to me as the Rio Olympics to the 2021 climate conference change. It, it reduces the depth of their relationship because it sounds more like, situational like they're forced together because their parents are in office versus like they were childhood friends too like nora and alex and like they grew up together and like they dated a little bit and like when he gets in the publicly outed she's the beard for she volunteers to be the beard for a minute Mm -hmm. and so like it shows how much trust and and everything is between the two of them and i feel like it just completely goes away in the movie and it's just like it's almost like alex is completely by himself like more so in the movie than he is in the books but like they don't really dive into his like isolation plot line which i loved in the book so like it, like i don't know nora was like there to deliver lines to alex versus like mm-hmm. be a person which i didn't like because nora's yeah, a she, very cool character she was just not given enough like at what no. point we forget about her in the movie i feel like was she yeah. even there mm-hmm. at the election in the movie because i don't she didn't don't have remember. a line I don't remember. She might have been sitting on a couch, but, like, yeah, there's no lines for Nora. I understand cutting June. Like, I really do. Like, if you're just trying to make this all about Alex, like, sure. Cutting June is was fine. But, yeah, like, Nora was not the same, like, character or, like, did not have the same kind of familial relationship with Alex that she should have had if you're combining, if you're cutting June. Because, like, they were, the, the two of them were his support system. Like, you know, so it's just like Alex had no support system and it didn't seem to matter in the in the movie, which is weird because that was a yeah, Alex yeah. and his support system he was so huge. Someone that understands him and that's there for him. Yeah. Like, besides Henry, because like he needs someone to talk to. Right. It, it reads very surface on screen. Exactly. Yeah, it's two-dimensional. It's really sad. Yeah, and like Beatrice too, like she's kind of bit she's again, which I understand in the movie why Beatrice is also like two dimensional. She has, she's like Nora. She's just like there to yeah. deliver lines to Henry. But because like this is mostly from Alex's point of view. Like even the movie reads it's like an Alex point of view thing. So like Beatrice is going to be even less of a thing in the movie because like it's mostly centered mm-hmm. around Alex really, and then Henry kind of orbits Alex. What I had to do is I had to think of the movie as a fan fiction. Once I realized like that Matthew was like a huge fan of the book and that's basically what he was doing. Oh, I was good. like, okay, if this is yeah. a fan fiction, this makes sense of yep. why these characters yeah. barely have anything to do with it. Because you erase stuff, basically. Yeah. Like, you just to center that the does give it <laughs> a different perspective. Yeah. No, that's that's so good. That's really what it is. The movie is yeah. super a fan fiction. Yeah. So like it, it definitely it helps, I think. But you have to have read the book as well, because I think this is kind of a, I like that you got to read the book first, see? Because it's more of like, when I watch something, I like watch it and then go read the fan, because you're not going to read the fan fiction before you see the show. Yeah, exactly. So this, yeah, it's basically backwards here. Yeah, I got the canon, then the fan fiction movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, so we didn't get June and Nora, really, the OGs in the movie. But, like, what did you think of them, I guess, overall as characters? Uh, Just real quick, the book does a great job explaining the roles of each of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Alex pushes them. (laughs) Definitely. Alex pushes everybody. He does. Um, June steadies them, and Nora keeps them honest. And these are all pillars of, like, things that, they need and so like that's what we're missing basically in the movie but i really loved the three of their relationship because 
I mean, they're very isolated in sense, all of them, because of who their families are. Yeah, exactly. So them being together and being so close to the point where Nora is willing to date Alex just to be his beard and and then June also is, June yeah. June is Henry's beard yeah and, exactly uh, it's just it was so meaningful in the book and I do love them I love the relationship of all of them yeah I agree I uh, hit the nail on the head I like that they tried to keep Nora's like nerdiness in the movie too because she's like this data whiz and they did try to keep that. Like some of her language was like, well, statistically you're like 99% bisexual or like whatever. Or like, like they kept that kind of language in there to be like, yeah, no, it's Nora, the, the data girl. Cause that was her, that was her big uh, con- contribution to like the campaign. Like she did all the numbers for like polling numbers and things like that. And she's like a really important person in the campaign in the books. And so they kind of kept that, but like, again, erased her plot And line. they kept the drinking game. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah, so, and, and then I love June and Nora and Alex for the, all the reasons you said, that the support system. And I like that you brought up the fact that something all the characters, I think, really have in common, like the three of them, the White House trio, and then Henry, Beatrice, maybe Pez to an extent, is that they, they're high-profile people. So because of that, they're in the public eye. And so they have this, I think they end up bonding over that because they, they, they're in this unique position um where like you have bodyguards and like you're you're limited about where you can go and like who you can talk to and you have to sign ndas and things like that so i think that like that helps foster the ultimate friendship all of them make with each other um and so yeah i just i I like them a lot as characters and and nora's like a queer person and kind of helps alex through his journey a little bit and they're just ride or die friends you know i love that about them I feel like Nora really wasn't that queer in the books either. No, nope. I feel like, oh, uh, well, that's a gripe I have later. The movie erased a lot of the other queerness in my mind. Uh, it might have been there, but not discussed. But like, the book is way queerer than just like Alex and, and Henry. But like, I don't remember her, like that really being addressed. Nora? In the book. Yeah, they definitely talk about, like, it's like, it's mentioned, like okay. her and Alex talk about it. All right, yeah, like I don't think she has a la- <laughs> I don't think she has a label, but she's like definitely fluid or and stuff like that. I love Caitlin. All right, fine. I don't. Know. It was a long book, and yeah, it's I, a long book. You can't remember everything. Yeah, I've only read it once, so like I can't argue it <laughs> because there's so much. Like there's so much to remember. Basically, I can remember the scene. I didn't remember that they went to a museum in the movie. <laughs> it was, there's too many scenes. So let's continue. Speaking of scenes, I hope you remember the 75,000 cake disasters. If you, don't, you mean the one that's problem. on the posters? <laughs> yeah, the one that's in your face. Uh, okay, so I, I thought this was a notable scene to talk about because it's like the PR scheme that really like kicks off this then. is what you told me about this movie. Like, this is the only thing I knew going into watching this movie is the $75,000 cake. Yeah. So basically, like, it's the wedding cake at Philip and his, I forget the woman, Margaret? It doesn't matter. And his wife's cake or whatever at the royal wedding. And Alex and Henry, of course, are getting to a kerfuffle and they knock over the cake. And it gets leaked to social media because of phones and the press and stuff. And so the PR scheme is born from this. And the importance of this is that it, Alex's mother is up for re-election. So it's, she's ending her first term as president. And so in the United States, you only get to run, be president twice basically. And so she's tr- just kicking off the campaign. And so what a wonderful time for her son to like <laughs> topple over the Royal wedding cake. I mean, that's what you have kids for, right? to bring interesting stuff and to keep you on your your life (laughs) oh my god okay Okay. so i have a question about this scene though do it all right let's hear it because i feel like the media blew this out of proportion of course like cake gate of course come on (laughs) all right they're acting like alex went into this building was like 
that cake, I do not like it. Let me push it down. All right. No, it was a freaking accident. Okay. Maybe you shouldn't use it as a drink table and get icing on your hand and then get the icing all over the prints because that <laughs> probably not in itself. <laughs> but I believe Henry also puts the glass on the cake. So it is equally their fault. However, it was an accident. And I think that the royal people were not that smart because they should have just had a fake foamy cake and had one little spot that was actually cake for uh, the couple to cut out and like, you know, smash in the face, but that's probably not royally. And so that's American. That's an American (laughs) idea. Whatever. I don't care. Okay. And then had a bunch of sheet cake in the kitchen cut up and it would have been a lot. That's the most American thing I've heard. We got a bunch of sheet cake in the kitchen. I'm just saying like it would have been cheaper. It would have not had this incident happen. Oh, but their secret would have been out because they would have had sheet cake instead. Yes. You can't have sheet cake if you're, if you're royal. Didn't you know that? I yeah, love the whole Caitlin. point is extravagance. Yes, I love Caitlin. The fact that you're so uh, charged up about the fake, uh, the scene and the fictional PR thing—that's my favorite part. Because I went into looking at the most expensive cakes for this scene, like so I was curious. Yeah. So Prince William and Kate's cake cost eighty grand. Jesus Christmas. Um, Diana and. Charles. Oh, Charles. Charles. They had like 27 cakes, I believe, and one cost 56 grand or 60 something like no. that. It might be 90 something. Mm-mm. And then hold on. Let me get this. Because this is ridiculous. I this wasn't an actual wedding, but it was like the big gay wedding show. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. There is either, I think it's 50. 50 million dollars. How? Why? How do you do that? There was crystals on it. Also, I don't really. Crystals or something? No, no. I think. So another person had Swarovski crystals on their cake. At least it wasn't on their person like Doja Cat. And this is why we're all poor, guys. It was wealth inequality. Oh, it was mm-hmm. Gucci Mane. Oh my god. And Keisha. Gross. I believe they had uh 2,500 Swarovski crystals in between each of their tears. So they're okay. So that makes sense because it wasn't they weren't eating them, but it <sighs> If you just look, okay, if anybody listening, watching, go just look up National Gay Wedding Show cake. It costs $52 million. It does not look like it should cost that much. I don't understand how this costs that much. Caitlin, you're going to have to put up an image of the cake. I just Um, sent it to you. I I mean, for the people. (laughs) They can do the work. (laughs) The audio people have to do the work. We'll decide later. But it just makes no sense. There was, it was an eight tiered cake decorated with a meager, that's what the article says, meager, 4,000 diamonds. And that's why there's fucking gems in it. It looks like, looks like something I can get at the grocery store. Exactly. This looks like like it does not look grocery store cake. No, I'm not saying they messed up the bottom. But like, I'm sure a lot of work went into this. I just don't understand where all the crystals are. Like, are you eating the crystals? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure whoever made this spent everything, an enormous amount of time doing it. But yeah, where, what the heck are you doing with the Everything on the crystals? cake needs to be edible. Exactly. Because Or like, are people like painstakingly taking off crystals and then selling them on the black market? I don't know. You oh, get well. to keep the crystals and take them home. Or was, did no one eat the cake and it was just for show? Oh, I mean, there's that too. I love this conspiracy. $52 million. That could have bought a lot of queer media. (laughs) We could have done a lot of, we could have started a production company. Yes, well, at least Alex and Henry did not ruin a $52 million gig. It was only 75 grand. (laughs) Sorry for the... 
for a royal wedding the detour um, okay it's, continue it's just a super classic rom-com type scene and that's why it's my favorite just because it as soon as that happened it's when i knew i'd like the movie and i was it's when i got really into it is when all that went down because it was so it was so classic and you don't get that in queer rom-coms like they're yeah. they're usually not that i mean it's cheesy but it's well executed and that's yeah. the point in my head i was just like wonder what it's like to have a huge cake like that fall on you and then i just really wanted to have a food fight well maybe after the strike we can ask the actors what it was yes like. <laughs> uh okay so another another scene i kind of wanted to talk about that i think was big and monumental is like the hospital so then after the cake incident they do a pr joint pr thing at a hospital a children's hospital um and i think this is where you I, for me when you first start to see like the depth of henry um so in the book and in the movie henry purposely goes into the cancer ward so in the movie you see him talking to this girl and she has like a headscarf on and like indicating that like she has leukemia and things like that so and in the book you want uh, i think in, uh, maybe in both it's the reason he does that pretty habitually is because his father died of cancer pancreatic cancer to be specific so henry to pay homage to him um visits like cancer wards um and i think for me the fact that he does it so often really like you start to see like the depth of henry's grief really over his father um because like they were really close and things like that yeah i really like this scene it was just very cute um one thing in the book i feel like you see more of them not really thinking about it as a pr stunt like they weren't there for the cameras where in the movie i feel like they're it looks like it was just more for show you did get that like short shot of henry with the kid but and and alex too he does like a reading or a puppet show or something in the movie oh yeah it's really quick um, but yeah, it's just not enough. And it was just like that whole thing of them like not even realizing. Like the kid falls asleep next to Alex, I believe. And like they're just with them for so long. And you just don't get that much in the movie, which I mean, again, I get. Yeah. Yeah. You lose, like we said, you lose the depth of, you lose the depth of it and you lose some of the characterization. So unfortunate, but there you do with the loss of henry's father have uh, you get this i guess i kind of like identified with him in that aspect when he's going to you know like this isn't just going to see sick kids for him it's a way to connect with people that understand you know his grief and where where his sorrow over his father's it's almost like a, a healing thing yeah totally so um i totally get that and i enjoyed that whole aspect okay one little thing that is missing and like yeah things are going to be missing from the movie obviously but thing in the book that was mentioned that i loved is when henry is talking to that child and he's trying to comfort her and he's like, they start talking about Star Wars, which comes up multiple times in the books about Henry. Like, Henry likes Star Wars. And she mentions something about, like, the girl he's talking to mentioned something about wanting to kiss Han Solo. And he's like, I think you have the right idea. And, okay, so what I love about this is, first of all, it's like, I see you, girl. Like, um, and Alex is compared to Han Solo a lot during the, the books. So it's like, foreshadowing and i love that henry's like love of star wars is really it, it gives you a good hint of his character because the whole point of star wars and like siding with like han solo and like the rebels quote unquote is that the rebels were like against the empire and the empire aka the british empire so it's interesting that the mm -hmm. prince of england is like yeah go rebels when in that context like he would be the empire <laughs> so i i do like that it, it tells you kind of like who henry is where his values lie because he does things in the books like 
start like youth centers and things like that like he goes he doesn't take the royal money like he 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 doesn't act like a typical like um heir to the throne i guess um and so the other comparison i love is that alex catches on to this and like then henry gets like the leia comparison because again princess royalty of the rebels so i love that with henry um and i I just love that that banter like just continues because they there are definitely parallels between like those two characters so I like that it starts here, like in the cancer ward, and it just like kind of keeps going throughout the book. It's cute. Very cute. And that's the thing about injecting <laughs> pop, co- pop culture references into books. For me, there has to be like a really good reason for it to be there. And there's a really good reason. So yeah. uh, 10 out of 10. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Um They're just singing to you. They are. Did we go through them in the gonna, closet? I'm gonna go back. Okay, okay. Because it, this circling down. back that just tied in. Got it. I, I was like, I don't think she said all of this, so that's why. No, go ahead. Yeah. So if that's all for the cancer, I'm going to go to the next yep. scene. All right. So after they're done with the cancer, like while they're in between all of that, there's a, an incident where loud noises happen and it's potentially gunfire. So the secret service slash their bodyguards basically just like shove them in a closet. Like the irony of that. I love um, while they handle the situation to make sure like the two are not in actual danger. And what I love about this scene is that this is really the first time ever, regardless of book, movie, that they are alone out of the public eye. Like, it's the very first time. And I think this is the moment, a moment where Alex really sees behind Henry's mask. Um, because a lot of the the um, tension from Alex's point of view is that Henry appears a certain way. You know, he appears very like standoffish and like not, he's always like, he's not even human. He like doesn't have a personality and all this stuff, but it's like Henry's a royal and he's, he has to act a certain way in public. And this is the very first time they're not in public. And so Alex sees Henry kind of like the real Henry for the very first time. Um, and to me, like the, the humanity of Henry in the scene all circles back to like why they're in this hospital in the first place. It, it comes back to the death of Henry's father. And the reason the snub happened in the first place that Alex has been harboring this grudge over is that Henry was upset over his father's death. And he's like, I, I couldn't be around anybody at that time. Like I was so lost in my grief. And it's something that Henry carries forever is the grief of his father. And so like to have the contacts, Alex is finally like, oh, well, now I kind of like, I was kind of being a dick to you. I, like, I just didn't know that part. Um, and there's parts during, uh, towards the end of the book, um, after they deal with the public outing, where Beatrice and Alex together are discussing Henry's grief. Um, and I think it comes, it like comes back to this first, very first moment when Alex learns about this. Beatrice mentions to Alex that, um, Henry Henry and her were very young when their father died. Um, and she's like, the type of grief that, that Henry feels that we were feeling, basically like, we were feeling it at a time where like your brain isn't even fully developed at that time. And it's like impossible to cope with that kind of grief. And it's why Henry throughout the book, throughout the movie, has these dark days um, and these depressive episodes and Beatrice basically says that it's it's all because back to this trauma because you know Henry doesn't know how to cope with like bad things when they happen now because he was so severely traumatized at his time when he didn't know how to deal with it and that kind of stuck with him. Um, and having this bad thing happen so young, she's basically like every time he feels something bad, like everything bad feels so monumental, just like the loss of his father. So it's very easy for Henry to just spiral more than the average person. Um, and he's somebody who's always going to carry the grief and that's just who Henry is. And what's so beautiful about this, when Alex hears the the full extent of this later with B, he's basically like, I, I like, he doesn't judge Henry for that. It doesn't turn him away from Henry. At that point, he's known him for so long that he's like, I just want to understand, um, what's happening. But 
Alex understands that he kind of can't. It's like, it's something that Henry's always going to have. And he's like, I, I love him regardless um, with the grief and all. And he just gets into this position where he's like, I just have to learn to support you when you're having dark days and things like that. So it's like, this is something that haunts Henry his whole life. And Alex, once he really starts to understand that like this big thing really shaped Henry into who he is, he just really learns to like love him with all his flaws and like learn to support him when he's feeling like that rather than like start another rivalry you know yeah i mean i really like that them getting forced into the closet like really forced them to talk um because i mean the biggest thing is that he misunderstood henry because i need to get out of here is definitely different than get me out of here yeah and i feel like if Alex would have heard those words, maybe he wouldn't have felt the same way. But I think because of his anxiety of being there, because he talked about how this was in the movie, because this this was yeah, this is the movie. This mm-hmm. the book, it wasn't like this, but that this was his first time out in public. So he was like kind of like counting on which is also weird because he's he was definitely in past yep. things, but whatever. Yep. Um <laughs> But for the con- the purpose of that scene in the movie, he was hoping that Henry could help him through it. But so they're both just at very hard parts of their life right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is no way for them to actually know those deeper things in those moments. So it made sense. I do like that in the movie, no, neither of them was actually an asshole to the other. It yeah. Was just like no. fully misunderstanding. So yeah. it was like very easy to. Absolutely. Be like, oh, okay. So you're not an asshole. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, the banter that happens when they think that is yeah, fun. And I do. wouldn't erase that. I like Yeah, that. not at all. It was great. Speak, speaking of speaking tension, of misunderstandings. <clears throat> Let's talk about the Thanksgiving turkey scenes. I know Caitlin has thoughts. I have thoughts about. This is my longest scene I have notes for. <laughs> I know. I'm excited for this. I want I want to, to hear all of your thoughts. Do you want to go first, Theora? Okay. First of all, I just want to set the scene. If you haven't, like, if you haven't read and or watched the book. So in the, mo- in the movie, um, Basically, it just, it's very fast. It's just Alex is on the phone with Henry and they're talking on the phone, okay? And he's got this big turkey in his room because in America, there's this weird, America, we have to prove we're merciful (laughs) while celebrating the slaughtering of the indigenous people by not killing two turkeys ceremonially and then later eating turkey. So it doesn't make any sense. It's like this big show of like- we're merciful and it doesn't make any sense so it's it's a thing pardoning of the turkey where the president pardons selected turkeys and they just get to live their happy turkey lives so in the movie alex has the turkey and he's on the phone with henry and he's complaining that the turkey is scary and he's like it's in my room and blah 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 and then like they go on to have like a a very long phone conversation okay in the movie you miss the full context of that scene though because in the book Alex is a lot more politically involved. And when it comes time for the pardoning of the turkey, he learns that the what they normally do is they house the turkeys in their own separate hotel room. So it costs the taxpayers a bunch of money to house the turkeys. And he's like, that's stupid. What a waste of money. Just keep them at the White House. And he convinces his mom to save money by putting them in his room. So the fact that the turkeys are in his room is Alex's idea. So in the movie, it just looks, it looks like he just got dumped in his room, but it's like, they're in there because of Alex. And well, then, he literally begged her to put him in. Exactly. Room. It's yeah, he this is 100 percent his fault because he asked for this explicitly. So that is lost in the movie and makes this whole thing funnier for me. And because he's so freaked out about the turkey, he calls Henry, and it is the very first time they talk on the phone. So that context is also lost in that scene in the movie. So I have a problem with it because it removes the importance of the fact that they're on the phone with each other. And that was actually really huge because they had never really done that before. And it turns into this extremely long phone conversation they have. It's a very meaningful moment that is the context is lost in the movie 
And I don't like that because like, I think that context is really, really important for like their relationship pacing and development. Okay, Caitlin, take it away. The first thing I say is that the scene needed to be a lot longer because it is it's so good. I love the book scene so much. It's good. I love that Alex is so stressed out because it's his fault that the turkeys are in his room, but he's that's not why he's stressed out. He's stressed out because the turkeys won't stop gobbling. And he thinks that they're going to pull a Jurassic Park and kill each other if he leaves the room but, or kill him if he sleeps in the room. And I, I have a part of this. Um, and I'm just going to read this how I think it's in his head. I think it's is this in his head or is this what he calls No, Henry? no, it's text. Um, okay. So <laughs> this is what I'm thinking his brain is going like, they know, he texts Henry. <laughs> They know I have robbed them of five-star combinations to sit in a cage in my room. And the minute I turn my back, they're going to feast on my flesh. So basically, he has guilt about eating turkey for Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, in, the, in the book, it's two turkeys. In the movie, I believe it's yeah. just one turkey. Yeah, So Also, <laughs> I forget what the one... Is it cranberry... I was just thinking that, like, what were their names? Was it, like, corn cob and, like, it was no, kitschy. No, I can't remember. No, the one turkey's name is called Stuffing, which I feel like you shouldn't name a turkey Stuffing because no, it's kind of so like turkey up. Stuffing. <laughs> it's like naming a pig bacon. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, so. It's so American, though. I'm going to name you after your ultimate destination and then pardon you from that destination. It's so funny. I'm up. pretty sure it's, like, cranberry sauce and stuffing or something oh, yeah. like that. It's stupid. Uh, but there are leaves. Why are there always leaves? When Henry pops up into the room, leaves oh, are yeah, leaves. Heartstopper reference. Yes. It's all uh, one cinematic universe, guys. Because, all right, so we started with the tree in Exo Kitty with those, those like, There's a tree in this, thing. too. Yeah. Kissed by a tree. <laughs> and then we got the leaves in Heartstopper, and now, like, there's more leaves and trees. So, basically, leaves and trees mean you're gay. Yeah, we have a whole hey, conspiracy happening. The leaves in Grey's Anatomy, where she realizes, she's like, when I put my glasses on for the first time, I could see the leaves. Oh, yeah. Leaves I actually, I had that moment in real life, though, with actual leaves and glasses, but that was It's because like, you're gay, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. okay, so I was like you're gay. 12, and I was like, my God, the trees have leaves on them. Anyway. Um, but, like, we were robbed. <laughs> Yeah, we were robbed of Alex trying to make Henry listen to the turkey gobble. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> I like, yeah, just listen to so it. Good. Nothing. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, they sound ferocious. Yeah, it's just, I needed that like half in... asleep. It was, it was a cute scene. I needed that in movie form. I feel like I they know. could have totally pulled it off. I mean, they're they're just, really good with comedic timing. He should. They should have just had like, they're gonna eat me. <laughs> yeah, yeah like after me oh, listen oh, to it God. and then nothing happens like they could have done it really quickly and they, they oh they was such a i wonder if they did and they just cut it oh my gosh uh, send us the bloopers please or send it please to uh we do have bloopers did you see them uh there's a few yeah i haven't um, seen any i want to say just released one, two days ago i just want to say one thing off the leaves um mm -hmm. One thing I did like, because again, in this, what made this particular scene in the book so huge was the fact that this is the first time they talk on the phone and it's such a long conversation that Alex has to plug his phone in because his phone was like dying during the conversation. So what I do love is how they kind of like did this in the movie um, versus like having like a long distance phone call. I like that they had Henry there with him mm -hmm. because then it, because that's how it felt to Alex. And there's internal monologue from him like, when he's laying on the bed, I think, and talking to Henry and about to hang up where he like kind of pictures Henry there and like what it would be like. He starts thinking of like, what would it be like if Henry was with me? So I do like that in the film because like that is what Alex was thinking in the book. Um, so I did like how they did that versus like having like a split screen mm -hmm. where it's like Henry in his palace with David versus like um, uh, Alex by himself with the turkeys and like just having a split screen. I like that they put them together. First of all, because then you get to see the actors acting together, which is way nicer. But also, like, this is told from Alex's point of view, and that is exactly what he was thinking in that scene in the book. So I did like that twist. Yes. Also, I really liked how the sound editor edited it too yes. for his voice to oh sound like God. it was on the phone and he was still yeah. there. That was really clever. That was awesome. 
how like as a reader like as a, as a yeah. as an audience member like you're like it, it just ah that was so good because yeah i love it it drives oh, the point home it's good yeah it drives the point home yeah well there's done. one thing that like irks me though is that they didn't have him plug his phone in so Hen- alex could have had his phone next to him and in like henry's spot because it didn't make sense that he was like face towards henry with his phone behind him because the sound it would have been weird mm-hmm. yeah that is true like if he had airpods in or something maybe that would have made sense yeah but yeah you're right no you're right. totally it's just one of those things but also I love it, uh side note um, yes in the book henry is watching the great british bake-off at the same time and if Netflix had bought this movie instead of Amazon, there definitely would have been cameos and footage of that show in it. And, and we could have got them in Celebrity Bake Off, and that would have been amazing. Yes. And I need to see them interact with Prue and Paul. So yeah. if you haven't watched Bake Off, that's... <gasps> oh my god, could you... Alright, you know what? I'm making my own fan fiction here. They could... Um, <laughs> I love The it. kids' version, the j- great junior British Bake Off thing, mm-hmm. um... They could have hosted like a hospital version one. Oh, yeah. and like oh, volunteered there, and they were like the judges, and like that would be so cute. That would be so cute. All right, Caitlin's gonna write that fan fiction. I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> Any ideas I give you, people, take them and run. Just <laughs> tag us after you do it. <laughs> yeah, tag us if you write that fan fiction. We want to read it. And with that, we've been Big Gay Energy. If you like this episode, check out all our other episodes on whatever you're using to listen right now. If you're listening on Apple, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review, no matter how brief. It helps us get into Apple's algorithm to reach a wider audience. Please feel free to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you about everything and anything. You can find us on all the social medias at Big Gay Energy Pod. Or email us at biggayenergypod at gmail.com. If you'd like to make friends with other queer media-loving people, reach out to us to join our Discord server. If you'd like to support us, check out our merch store or join our Patreon for early access to episodes, exclusive content, and so much more. Until next time, stay safe and hydrate for Lesbian Jesus.